Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another Record Celtic podcast. I'm Darren Cooney and today I'm joined by Graham Young. How are you, Graham? Very well. And Michael Gannon. Michael, you alright? Um, so feels very familiar, Darren. Good. I know. Well, I think we should inform <laughs> our listeners that we have spent about... We've recorded the first one about half an hour, 40 minutes ago. It was going great and then the laptop blew up. So we've Such got to do shame. all that again. But it'll all be fresh to you, so don't worry about that. On the podcast today, we're going to talk about a variety of subjects including Celtic's Champions League uh, qualifying, where they sit, who they could face, what pot they may be in if they reach the group stage. We're also going to, of course, deal with transfers, who's coming in, which is the most important positions that uh, Neil Lennon's going to have to fill. We're going to speak a wee bit about Lee Griffiths, who gave a, an interview on Celtic TV yesterday, and he's absolutely champing at the bit to get back. We're also going to discuss the pre-season plans for Celtic. So, yeah, let's get going. Graham, uh, you've been doing a wee bit of work and in, uh, well, investigation. Yeah, but it was mostly you. So Makes d- a change. D- don't be, don't be shy. <laughs> uh, regarding the the pots, you want to tell us about them, Graham? Yeah. So Celtic, this is obviously the arduous task every summer of four qualifiers, try to reach the Champions League group stage, uh, and it's not going to get any easier this summer. Uh, they could in the first round, they could start off pretty tough. They could play a team like Cluj, mm. uh, who Romanian champions for a long time. They've been very, very good. And then after that, it doesn't get any easier. Teams like Apple, Nicosia, Red Star, Belgrade. Now these are capable teams. Celtic, if the squad's right and everything's going well, should be able to uh, be able to find a way past these sort of teams. But it doesn't. It really doesn't get easier as it goes along. So there's plenty of challenges along the way. But the good news for Celtic is they'll be seeded in the third pot, which uh, is a massive bonus because it gives Celtic the chance of playing a team in pot four that they could maybe edge out and keep the Europa League uh, European football going up until Christmas worked very well for Brendan Rodgers uh, two years ago they were able to do that So, but the pots itself they're packed with top names so you've got to have either Tottenham or Liverpool in pot one with Chelsea, Barcelona, Manchester City, Juventus Bayern Munich, PSG and Zenit pot two now this is where it gets crazy so Real Madrid won the Champions League four of the last five seasons uh, they'll be in pot two alongside Atletico Madrid Teams like Porto been there, Borussia Dortmund, Napoli, Shakhtar, uh, Tottenham and Liverpool, the losers of the final. Yeah. Uh, alongside Ajax, who are obviously uh, rising. They were excellent this season, really many believe should have been in the final, but were pit- caught out by Tottenham in the end. Pot three, this is good news for, well, good or bad news. Celtic played Benfica a lot of times, but the three times have been drawn against Benfica in the Champions League. They've reached the last 16, so it's been a bit of a lucky side for Celtic, but they won't play them this time if they make it. Uh, Dynamo Kiev. Leon are in there, which is really interesting. Uh, we've missed the Bell, but no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then you've got Bayer Leverkusen, Salzburg, uh, Valencia, and Inter Milan as well. But pot four, that's where the Celtic make the group stage. There's plenty of teams there, uh, they're, but they're not easy teams to come up against. Copenhagen have been very good the last couple of years. Dino Zagreb as well, uh, perennial creation champions. Uh, Lokomotiv Moscow proven as well. They've got a very big uh, 
budget to bring in players. Always dangerous. Genk were decent last season in the tournament. Galatasaray uh, on the rise. And Leipzig, who Celtic know very well, uh, pipped them in the Europa League group stage this season. So there's Celtic know what's in front and there's always got to be really challenging games along the way. But if they do make the group stage, they'll be in with a chance of maybe a couple of teams in the group that could give them the opportunity of keeping their European dream going for a little while longer. But as always... And Michael spoke about this in the past as well with Celtic when they're playing uh, this tournament, the teams that come through the Champions stage, it's, they've been perennial whipping boys for a long time, I think only five teams have made Oh, um, still, it's still oh, my start. I can't, oh. I can't believe that, that how was your be- that was your best how, line how as well panic, Michael, no, but you've got another he's line just, Michael he's just nicked my notes Michael you've got another line that you said in the podcast before the laptop blew up oh, we'll keep that yeah the Champions route is um, something they have to make the most of while it still exists, um, because the the every year every 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 kind of um, rotation of um, Champion League's reform becomes um, more and more under threat because the, the teams that come through it tend to be cannon fodder, um, they get clubbed across the continent on a yearly basis. And how uh, long are this Champions route we've got left potentially? At the moment, the current uh, the current systems in place of twenty twenty one twenty one to twenty four. There's going to be another a new funky competition on, on um, rolled out the, um, at the moment called Europa League 2 which catchy name it's not going to be called up for I don't think it's going to be another another name um, Brexit or something I don't know you can think of something <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the Brexit League that's but that's for the that's for the Diddy, the Diddy League it'll yeah. be I think it's going to be teams that are, that are maybe not the, the, the elite teams obviously uh, and then 2024 is the next kind of um, scheduled revamp, and that's when I think that the Champions route might get, get the, bumped. That's, that's the one Agnelli and all that. Of Juventus want want it ripped up, and that's the next. Every, every time there's a kind of um, a, a round of talks to revamp the situation, the the, the Super League talks held, and um, the ring fencing, the Champions League comes up again. So Celtic have a chance to get to the group stages through this Champions League route, which is the best route possible for them. Um, but it's a it's a torturous campaign. It's four games, eight, uh, four ties, eight games in eight weeks. Um, I think Brendan Rodgers described it as um, the tumble dryer. Um, at some point, you're going to a moment when it's uh, you're in complete chaos and hanging on by a thread and getting spun around everywhere. Uh, and I think that's what we'll be looking at again this this year. Look um, it. But they should be aiming for the Champions League group stages. I think that is the bare minimum for Celtic. Uh, as hard as it is to get there. It's not. It should not be insurmountable, and it should be the the minimum target for Celtic. No, because I mean, y- you can't bang on about how much money you've accrued and amassed, on one hand, and then come up against a side with a smaller budget and not expect to beat them. No, well, as they did against. Listen, Celtic, Celtic are, are, are rightly uh, hailing the fact that they're they're in the top thirty as it teams in Europe in terms of the whole bigger picture and finances and revenues and support and all this kind of stuff, but their European ranking doesn't fit. I mean, I think they're running about 50 or something like that in Europe. Right. So you could argue they're underperforming in terms of their, their, their finances. The wage bill is comparable with teams like Basel, Salzburg, these teams that are Ajax aren't a million miles away. Already they bought some, some big players, but their, their overall wage bill isn't all that huge. So um, Celtic don't really have that excuse. They have got a, enough clout to go and compete at that level and they have to go and do it. But it, uh, listen, it's it's, tor- it's a torturous route because of when it when it is. It's so early in the season, the team's still invariably trying to build. Uh, they chuck in kind of um, major tournaments as well. There's players that are not back for a while, 
So it's difficult, um, but they should be good enough and should have the, the, the resources to get to that to that group stage. I think there's also the aspect that's fraught with danger. And Celtic, there's not had easy ties in the past, but there has been certain games where it could have been more difficult for Celtic as well when they've been drawn against Astana. Say there's maybe more challenging ties, and that could be the season where the, like, it doesn't go their way. Like Coolidge could be the first team out of the group, preferably like a team like Lincoln Red Imps or a Linfield. But and there's a Polish champions yeah, as well. Exactly. That's, uh, I don't know how you pronounce it, Witchy or something like that. And then oh, no, is the, the Polish Leicester. Right. And who, who have they got? Who's in their team? Uh, well, I think Tom Hay- Tom Haitley. Can he be that ex, good Ex-Motherwell. Um, the good lad, Tom. Uh, yeah. Good player. Um, but you would want to avoid them. I think any team that's beaten Lich Pozna and Liga Warsaw and all that stuff, yeah. they're ones to avoid in that, that first. They're no, they're no red imps. Um, this, the name still gives me a, a shudder sitting that summer's evening in, on the rock. Oh, you were there, yeah. What are you thinking? You're in for an easy night. <laughs> ben Rodgers' first game in charge, and all of a sudden you've got um, all hell breaking loose and the red imps, the taxi drivers, and the, <laughs> the conductors, and the policemen in the town um, beating Celtic in the Champions League qualifiers. But um, it's only a blip. If he's no longer there, of course, so they might be all right this time. What's that? If he's no longer there. That's true. So This is true. But um, uh, that was a night to remember. Uh, Right, so that leads us on nicely to, I mean, you you just mentioned it, Michael, the fact that they've got a bit of rebuilding to do. Peter Lowell said the other day that too much has been made of this rebuild. Causing causing mass panic among the supporters when he said it. Yeah, it did, it did, it did. Right, so where do you stand? Huge rebuild, large rebuild, medium, medium. Right. So what? Why? What? How many? How many players do they need to bring in? What's the minimum? I think I looked at it. I think they need six, um, six, six new players that are potential first team players, which right. is a half a team. So that was major rather than medium. Right. So um, talk us through those then. Right back, obviously, I've been harping on about for a while. I think they still need obviously Lustig on his way I think um, Celtic still need uh, a backup left back and a new right back um, and also I think they need two new centre backs um, I don't think they can Lenny can hang his hat on I think I think Joe Simonovic and Chris Iyer have been good together this last part of the season I think they look, they look, they've formed a good partnership but I don't think you can hang your hat on, on Simonovic for a season he's not got he's never played a full campaign injury free uh, therefore I don't think you can rely on him it's the same problem they had with Boyata before um, I think Rodgers at one point hung his hat on Simonovic and Vajata and neither of them have ever been fit for a full season so at least one centre-back I would argue probably two needed needed, uh, and, and soon um, Celtic are back for pre-season training as scary as this sounds uh, as we said today it's 18 days away from reporting back pre-season training June, June 18 or something June 18, 17, 17. then the, the guys involved in the European games for the countries are a week later and they go to Austria on June 24th which is what 25 days away right okay uh, from as we said today um, time is of the essence um, right we'll come back to that but let, yeah. let's let's return to the, the players so then. two centre backs right back left back that's four um, I think another centre forward um, Lee Griffiths obviously coming back um, everyone hopes to see him back fit, fighting scoring goals for Celtic and for Scotland but we don't know big question mark um, I mean there's bio what what have you what have you heard of, of his kind of first few months at Lennox? Slightly enigmatic, I think he arrived with a, a, a CV of goals in Slovakia. Um, no, we don't know an awful lot about the Slovakian league, um, but I think the first impressions around Lennox Town were a wee bit. It was a wee bit raw. Um, maybe required a bit more polishing up than 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 
maybe we start at first. Um, but uh, well, Kenny's got all the tools. He's he's he's, he's big and strong. He's good in the air. Um, can finish and um, so he's got these tools. It's whether or not they can. I don't know. He's not going to be the main man from the start of the season. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to wait and see where he fits in um, going forward. I think there's another striker. I think is is necessary. Um, you've got Marion Schwed coming in, um, or he's already checked in now. Um, been to see how he gets on. I think something could do with another attacking midfield player. Um, I don't think they've ever really, ever really replaced Stuart Armstrong or Patrick Roberts. That kind of player, a big, a good, tried and tested them kind of uh, attacking midfield player, wide player, that kind of thing. And there's question marks over Olivier and Cham, aren't there? Cham, I mean, I think he's a player. Um, he did produce a couple of the, the worst performances I've seen all season in any any shot last season. I think um, Easter Easter Road and um, against St Martin and Paisley was stunk the place out. Uh, I wasn't, he, wasn't he great against Rangers at Ibrox in December twenty nine? It wasn't match fit. I don't think that right. stage. But um, so I think if he, he may go, if, it, if a, a bid comes in, he's got enough of a reputation to, to attract. I don't think you'll get the, the ten million plus that they got last summer. Really? Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't have thought, thought so now. Um, but if, if six, seven million pound bid comes in, do they take the take the money and run? That will hurt the f- finances at the club, though. Given that they bought him for four odd, that they were not in back portal bids. Well, hurt the finances buying him for four and selling for six or seven. Well, well, well yeah. When you could have got Tough. ten from, yeah. Until that, until that money's there, um, yeah. But they could have took nine million for Boyata as well. Remember. Uh, last summer and knocked it back so I, d- I don't think Celtic are, are, are needing the cash so much I mean, they got 7 to 8 9 million pounds for Brendan Rodgers and his crew yeah. um, so I don't think that is a, um, a pressing need but whether or not he wants to stay and have another season I think he could do with another season Cham I think needs a season um, of being fit and playing in week in week out I think he's a player but he needs, to, needs a season this, this, this is right off for him might not even be a season Mick as well you could if he's a good European qualifier like, yeah, yeah. even the Start of the season that could alert teams again. Plays well in the qualifiers because he has got talent. That's just like Dembele. Then just keep him until near the end of the window. And Cham's calling card is when games are Celtic and dominate. He's able to find a pass in the midfield that others can't. And Celtic when and Cham's playing at his best, they're they're a different team. But that's been uh, that kind of form that was there in his first season was barely noticed. Last it just wasn't there. So. Celtic need him to get back to his best, but they are different. McGregor offers so much, but Cham's got a special quality when he's on form. I just making Celtic tick. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, you you mentioned Marion Sved, uh, Michael, uh, Graham. What are your thoughts on him? Because he's 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 looked great in some of the clips we've seen. Oh, fantastic! And I think he's a Neil Lennon type a player. Lennon's first time as Celtic manager, he really wanted his players. Chris Collins in particular, shots for distance. Ki Sung Young was another, and. So when inside, they don't have the same. They don't dominate possession the same way as Brendan Rodgers' team do. So they're not often. They might not dominate the stat sheet. Twenty shots to five. So if you've got players that are able to hit shots to distance, that can make a difference in games. Uh, I think Fred fits that kind of role. I know he plays out wide, but he looks happy to cut inside um, and get shot. That's what he specialises in. Rogic is someone who been able to do that for a long time, but in recent months he's not been the player that he had been previously, so Shred could be a player who could instantly come in and make an impact. The very good six months back in Ukraine as well, uh, even, so there's a big opportunity for him to come and do yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, Roger, you find that with players that play at World Cups, Euros, and don't get a break, and suffer injuries, he's he's not been anywhere near as, as good as he can be. 
Michael. So no, he's had a, he's had a, a poor season by his standards in terms of um, injury and availability. I mean, he went away to the, the Asia Cup, and one of these FIFA scheduling Aye, issues. Right, yeah. They go away in, in January, February, and come back. He came back injured, didn't he? he never really regained his, his full fitness uh, right to the end of the season. Right. Okay. Let's <coughs> let's go now to about specifically players who could come in, and we'll just do a quick fire round, Michael. Right. So right. Are you ready? Okay. We're going to go through a number of the players that have been linked. There's been a, a whole host of them. Uh, there's about six, seven, eight. I mean, there's goodness knows how many, but we'll we'll keep it to six or seven. Uh, and first off, first off, one that kind of came about yesterday, uh, the Girona Uruguayan striker Christian Giovanni. Yeah. What are the chances? Eh, quick fire round. Remember, doubt it. Right, but doubt it. two years old. I mean, I know he's he's been around a while. I would, I would doubt it. Okay, okay. Uh, Dylan Crow was one today. Yeah, young player at Ipswich. Yeah, doubt it. Okay. Uh, Raheem Harper. We know he's a confirmed target. Well, that was on the record back page uh, last week from West Brom. Yeah, uh, I think I think in the hunt for that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lot of interesting. Another young player. Depends on where he sees his career going. Um, They'll do the big sell with him, don't they? I would think so. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Adam Meyer from Holland. I think he'll stay in Holland, it looks like. Right, okay. And a couple of Scottish ones. We've got, first of all, I mean, you spoke about it earlier about having cover at left back. Yeah. Uh, Greg Taylor, Scotland call up. Well, he's not He's not one that's been mentioned as a potential target as such. Just, Celtic, just but a name that, that, that. Yeah. Yeah, listen, I think Celtic have to be looking at the best Scottish talent as well. And I think he, he fits the bill. He's been calling it the Scotland squad on merit. I mean, all right, he is third or fourth down the line, but we've got a million. Terrific left backs, um, but yeah, as a, as a as a potential backup, I would, I would I think he's a good little player. Okay, okay, um, and, and on the other flank, well, uh, Steve McDonald was the one, isn't it? Yeah, you mentioned um, interesting one. Um, had a great season at, at Kelly and broke out the Scotland team, and not looked out of place. So I think that'd be an interesting one. Again, looking at the, the talent on your own doorstep, um, but I think he'll be looking across the whole continent for a right back. Right, okay, okay. See for a player like Donald Mick. Yeah. He'd be maybe more of a backup in terms of if he was able to get more marquee kind of right back sign in as well. What about Andy Ralston? Is he good enough, do you think, to make yeah. the next step? Kind of waiting for, for Ralston to kick on a wee bit. Aren't he's we? got all the tools um, physically, hasn't he? He's a bull. I mean, he is. He's, he's a bit like a tank. Um, he's quick. Um, he could do with running games. I don't know if he could do a loan spell somewhere. Be higher up the food chain because he's done United, hasn't he? Yeah, done United. yeah. I went there at a terrible time, right enough. Yeah. Um, and it fell in that blender, oh. um, so I think I think maybe even a, a loan spell in the in the top flight. I mean, I think that would would, would probably serve him quite well. I still, I still got high hopes for him as a um, a player for the future. But it, this is a big season for him coming up. But I think needs needs us to run a game somewhere. Yeah, I mean, there's there's quotes speaking about right backs. His quotes kind of come about over the past twenty four hours from Italy, Timothy Castagna who he claims uh, Celtic lodged an £8 million bid for him. Uh, he's uh, Atalanta at the time he was out of the picture. Now he's enjoying a, his first-team pick. Uh, he would have been he would have been significantly better by the, than Toyan by the looks of it. Yeah, well, Toyan came in, and I think his first game he looked apart, didn't he? he looked, this, this looked like a, a proper right-back, um, mobile and, and aggressive, but then I think he did. A game was at Tank Castle. He said, "Sucked to the Lennon's side." That first bit. game, wasn't I it? Remember, I think Neil Lennon's first game. He, he just you could just see him looking around at the, the madness and mayhem of Scottish football, and you see you see the poor guy. I think it was. I think Uchi uh, Piazzu flattened him. 
And I think you could see him looking around, looking, looking if it was a boxing match, he'd be looking for his corner to throw the towel in. Aye, aye. Um, he did the, did the, the twirly finger get me offered team. Yeah. And um, was barely seen again since. Um, so he was he didn't fit the bill, but Castagna, I think, it was a real deal. I think Celtic were, I mean, they're pushing quite hard to get him, but I think once you get to 8 million quid, I think um, Atalanta were, were bumping it even further. For a full-back as well. And I think That's a lot of money. Paying 10 million plus for a full-back um, is a serious amount of dough. Um, I think Brendan Rodgers was very very keen um, likewise the summer and he was also keen on getting a, a, a right back yeah. uh, and spending big money on a right back because the, the way that Rodgers teams play the full backs are, are, are key to that, that style it's the Guardiola kind of template isn't it um, so that was a, that was the level of looking at I think whether they got him or not I don't know I mean and Castagna at that price was a massive risk as well because he plays in a get the tactics book out here Mick but he plays in a 3-5-2 it's totally different as well so for a guy like that you're spending a lot of money you don't see him in the same position so he was a wing back there he's playing more of a wing back yeah, yeah the, the style at Atlanta that's been, been so successful the last couple of years it's all about three central defenders check you and, uh, exactly yeah. I, but Celtic don't play back four either though. I, I know it can vary they I know Lustig plays deeper at times when Tierney bombs on 3-4-3 yeah. three, three, uh, they can right. shuffle it like, oh, listen right, you're boring me now <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what, a whole a whole swathe of hipsters just just turned off. Exactly, just tuned in and turned off. I was getting the whiteboard out there as well. Right, carry on then, carry on. Young, he's deep pivots. No, that was that was really interesting, honestly. Uh, Lee Griffiths gave an interview yesterday, and it was it was good. It was uh, he sounded quite upbeat, but at the same time, he's gone through a lot, hasn't he? I mean, he was he was saying it, it, direct quotes. It's been a really tough couple of months for him. Uh, what do you reckon, Michael? How's he? How's he get? What, are we going to see him in one of these Champions League qualifiers early on anyway? You'd like to think so. I think we saw him at, at Hamden uh, as part of the celebrations and we briefly spoke to him at Hamden um, on Saturday after the cup final. And he looked in, in good spirit and good shape. What, what um, will he do, do you think? Do you think he'll continue a kind of personal programme up until he rejoins the squad on June 17? I would think so. I mean, he's been doing stuff on his own. He hasn't been part of the group as, as much in the, um, towards the end of the season. He has been training away, but I think... Um, it, it, if he's listen, if if he's feeling back to getting towards full fit or getting back mentally right and physically yeah. right, then he should be ready to hit the ground running um, on the first day of training. Um, but listen, it's it's very much a case of wait and see with with, with Lee Griffiths. Um, I think it may be a, a it's, it's only three weeks away. Uh, he's been for an awful long time, so it's going to take a bit of time for him to get back into the, into the fold. But um, he's well liked among this is. Teammates, yeah, he's, he's loved. He's, yeah. He's, he's, um, yeah, he's loved. He's mates. He's, he's daft as a brush. Lee, everyone knows him. Um, a great wee character. Yeah. Um, but he just needs to get himself sorted and get fit and, and see where he is. But it's going. I think that's going to be a quite fairly slow progress process. Right. It'd be good to see him back for club and country. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Graham, pre-season. I mean, we'll come to you in a minute, Michael, because you go on all these trips. Uh, you're a veteran of the pre-seasons. What, what what's Celtic schedule looking like then, Graham? It's yeah. friendly announced the other day. Wasn't yeah, it? they're going to play Rens between uh, the first legs of their uh, opening Champions League qualifier. So that will be a good test as well. They're away to Austria again, which has been home for the last couple of years, and it's quite interesting for Neil Lennon. Uh, during his first spell in charge, it was all trips abroad, these glamour friendlies to America and Australia. So. Which that, they would have hated. Exactly, of course, they were big games or glamour games, but it's not the best preparation for an yeah. arduous season ahead. So when obviously, his last season in charge, uh, first time around, it was more akin to this, where 
travelling more local across Europe, so he'll have to get used to that as well. And I think it's a benefit for him as well, because there'll be a lot of fresh faces in the squad as well, more time to actually work in the training aspects. Also a game in Switzerland uh, after the two in Austria, so a pretty, not too too much travelling, able to kind of get that spirit in the squad, and I think that'll be really, really important. Okay, okay. Michael, as I say, you're veteran of them. T- talk us through the, the mood of the camp on these these kind of trips. And the itinerary. What what do they do? Wake up in the morning. When's breakfast? When do they go out training? Give us give us a kind of schedule of these things. Wake up in the morning, have breakfast. They go out training <laughs> <laughs> at ten forty three. They go back well, out for you a know, massage. Do, do they do double sessions? Yeah, so they, they train, day, come on, give train us in the morning, train in the afternoon. Yeah, right. and it's, it's 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 intense. What do they do in their downtime then? Uh, they just hang about, really. Uh, golf, maybe. I don't think. No, I think the golf now is is kind of frowned upon. Um, they'll get a night off probably at some point in there as well. But it's a, it's a, I've been a few of these ones now. They do work hard, um, two or three sessions a day. Um, it's about because it is, it's, it's the pre-season now is so it comes around so quickly. Um, they don't need. To, it's not like the old days when they run up dunes and all that stuff because they're only off for a week. Some of them. Um, I mean the guys that are on the international duty are off a week and they're back. Um, so they don't need. To be up and running up and down sand dunes and, and, and all that stuff, bin bags on like like some of us used to have in our back training, um, sweating out the summer excesses. It's not like that anymore, so it's it's more of a case of just getting them back up to, to speed. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they were doing they were doing different sessions, um, fitness work and a lot of ball work, and I think a lot a lot of it will be planning on style of play and and how how Lennon sees his team uh, functioning in the future. Um. This trip, I think, as, as Graham has touched on, they don't have the, the, the air miles of flying three thousand miles and back and forth. It's just a it's a ten day camp in Austria, uh, in in Switzerland, three games and it's back and it's into the into the into the qualifiers. Um, so it'll be fairly relaxed. I mean, these things are always fairly upbeat because it's it's the start of a season is always optimism and the Champions League is around the corner. But the Champions League is, 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 is looms large with this thing. It's all about getting ready for these qualifiers because they come around so quick, and they have to be match ready. But it's actually impossible to match ready. Um, the first the first qualifier usually is the kind of game it's used as the springboard compared to football. Let's be honest; they should win the first qualifier fairly comfortably, um, and then it's the real meat and drink of the, the stuff. Against the bigger boys, and we'll probably kind of in the next few days we should expect another friendly being announced because they normally play one sandwiched in between the first and second leg of the opening qualifier, and then one after. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. All, sometimes they've been going to Ireland quite a lot. Yeah, doing the, yeah. the Irish uh, Dublin S- trips. Some like, parts they yeah. played, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Rovers as well. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised to see one in there, um, and there might be one kind of glamour one. They use of him kind of glamour friendly, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, the timing's bad for Celtic now. They used to be they could play these teams. Used to be involved with the, with the Inter Milan's and Intercontinental Cups. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. Emirates Cups and Wembley, they're kind of yeah. out sometimes. But because, because they're, like, they're in action four weeks before these teams are even back, aye, aye. so they, they kind of um, hence why they eventually try and catch up. And they'll take a week off. Usually take a week off, don't they? And play a friendly. Then mm-hmm. um, they'll change that they can get a week, miss a week of the season to play a friendly, because um, it's worth worth a few quid. I, mean, I think a couple million pound one year to play one of these yeah. champions. Uh, intercontinental champions kickaboots yeah um, stakes um, aren't don't get much higher than these glamour set that's what you, the Europa League final f- was like as well that felt like one of these Asian it did actually games, yeah, it? it was one of those kind of things you watch on Channel 5 at 2 in the morning <laughs> uh, one of the friendlies you watch on Channel 5 at 2 in the morning sorry we should qualify oh. that <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Uh, that, uh, there was some uh, camera view, wasn't it, last night's game? Weird, wasn't it? Yeah, I was, um, barely see it. Yeah, the commentators didn't know what was going on. Yeah, we thought we thought Hamden had big spaces behind the goals. You can catch a forty-two bus from the goals to the stands, can't you? Right. Okay. So let's wrap this up. Given that we've already recorded a podcast, uh, as I'm pains to point out once again, it's difficult. I know, given the number of players have to come in, but. I'm going to press you for a prediction, Michael and Graham. Graham first, will Celtic reach the group stage? Yes, and I think it's because Lennon's pragmatism will uh, come to the fore as well. I think at the time for Rodgers had an ideal how he wanted to play in Europe. It was very adventurous. I think these games will be fraught with danger. It'll be, but Lennon will get yeah, the job I think done. He, I think he will. I think Celtic will be able to make the right. group stage this season. Okay, Michael. I think it's impossible to say because the, the group stages are like going to Knicks and looking at the slim fit suits for the summer. Well, it's like, not impossible. You've got a yes quite, or no I mean, answer. They look quite good, but something need a lot of work to get into them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't know who they face and don't know who they're going to sign. So there's, there's too many unknown factors at this point in time. Should they get there? I would probably say yes, unless they hit a right stinker in the qualifiers. Um, will they get there? I think, I think they will, only because... I'm an optimist in these kind of things. And I think right, so you've gone from impossible to... But I also think it. I'm going to fit right. in that some fit suit. Right. <laughs> okay, right. Possible dream. Yeah, right. I know it's more likely. Right, thanks a lot for joining us, lads. Uh, you can subscribe us on Acast and iTunes and Facebook and whatever else social media has to offer. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Thank you.